0: Here's your wake up time, and here is when your school lessons start. Let's talk about this part of your morning. Welcome to the Simply Charlotte Mason podcast. I'm Sonia Schaefer. We talk a lot about your school schedule. And how to make it work for you and your students. But what about that block of time before school starts? You know, that part of your morning can have a big impact on your school day. If breakfast is pleasant and chores get done and the children gather in good time to start lessons, that atmosphere can overflow into the lessons themselves. It gives you good momentum. But if breakfast is late, because you have no idea what to do about it, and the children dawdle over their chores, and you feel like you're herding cats to try to round everybody up and get them into the living room for school time sometime before noon, that mood can also overflow into lesson time. It's hard to overcome a sputtering, haphazard start to your day. So let me give you five tips For a smooth morning. Five tips to help your mornings before lessons start. Think of these as ideas to help you and your children enjoy a smooth start that will carry you into school time with a calm and happy spirit. Tip number one start the night before. Wait! That's cheating. I can hear you say it now. We're talking about smooth mornings, not the night before. But it can be very helpful to think about your day in the same way that Scripture does. The Bible often talks about evening and morning, starting with the night before, evening and morning. Not morning and evening. Evening and morning. For thousands of years, the Jewish Sabbath has started not at sunrise on Saturday, but sundown on Friday evening. And if you start thinking about your day in those terms, it will give you an advantage. It makes sense to plan and prepare for your day, then rest up for it, and then carry out your plan. So try approaching your morning in that way. I challenge you to take just 15 minutes the night before To decide what you're going to have for breakfast and do any prep work that needs to be done. Check your calendar see if you have any outside appointments or commitments that are going to affect your morning. And maybe glance at your school plans and make sure you have everything you will need for them. That's it. Just 15 minutes the night before can give you such a great head start on your morning. In fact, Try setting a timer for 15 minutes this evening, tonight, and see how much you can get done in just that short amount of time with full attention. You might be surprised. Set yourself up for a calmer morning by doing that little bit of preparation the night before. Tip number two, set an alarm. If you tend to sleep in later than you should, and you wake up feeling defeated already, consider setting an alarm to help you rise early enough so you feel prepared for what is ahead. But first, let me just encourage you make sure you're getting to bed at a decent time so you're getting enough sleep—enough sleep to help you function optimally in the morning. One of the blessings of homeschooling is that it eliminates that draining routine of waking up in the dark, exhausted and groggy every morning and prying yourself out of bed so you don't miss the bus. Do you remember those days? How many years did we have to do that when we were growing up? It is not a pleasant way to start the day. So I'm very thankful that homeschooling gives us the option to wake up gradually, if needed, or even to push back our start time some mornings if everyone was up late the night before. We have such freedom as homeschoolers. We're not tied to class bells or to tardy slips. But let's be careful that we use that freedom to serve our family well. Let's not go to the other extreme. Homeschooling should not be an excuse to sit up late every night and stay in our pajamas every day. We should be using the freedom we have to serve our family well, not to encourage sloppy habits. Yes, sometimes the situation calls for flexibility, absolutely. But be careful not to use that flexibility as an excuse for becoming lax or worse, robbing your children and you of much-needed sleep. I remember once in high school, I was staying up late and getting up early as a rule, and I was thinking that it wasn't affecting me. And then one evening, I went out to eat with my parents and another couple who were friends of theirs. And As we sat at the table at the restaurant, my parents and their friends started talking about other mutual acquaintances whom I had never met so I didn't have much interest in their conversation. Well, the next thing I knew, I woke up and caught myself falling off the chair. I'd fallen asleep in the middle of a meal. Our bodies have a way of telling us when they're not getting enough sleep. Pay attention to what your body is saying. Sleep is so important for functioning at your best. I realize that during some seasons of life you don't have a choice. When you have a baby who doesn't sleep through the night yet, it's going to be a challenge. But I just want to encourage you, don't buy into this idea that feeling exhausted and sleep-deprived is a badge of honor. It's not. Sleep is a gift from God. Adequate sleep can actually help us problem-solve in our homeschools. It can help us read the faces of our children so we have insight into what they're thinking. It helps us create an atmosphere of peace and love and grace and to be at our most productive level as we go through our morning and our entire day. Why would we intentionally neglect that gift? If you have the choice, and most of us do, Make sure you're getting enough sleep. And by the way, while we're talking about enough sleep, let me just throw in a reminder that most kids need more than eight hours of sleep at night. If your children are perpetually cranky or lethargic or struggling to pay attention, it might be their body's way of letting you know that they need more sleep. Okay, have I said enough about getting enough sleep as the prerequisite to this tip? It's important. Maybe this tip should have read, get enough sleep and set an alarm. I don't know. But when I recommend setting an alarm for yourself, I want you to know that I am not recommending that you get less sleep, I'm recommending that you shift your sleeping hours so you can still get enough sleep but also rise at a time that will give you a head start to the morning. I hate that feeling of getting up and feeling behind right from the start. Then I feel like I'm playing catch-up all day long, and that is not a pleasant way to go through your day. So maybe instead of sleeping from midnight to 8 o'clock, you shift it back an hour. And start going to bed at 11 and getting up at 7. See, you're still getting your eight hours, but you'll be waking up an hour earlier in the morning and giving yourself time to prepare for your day. I can't tell you what time to get up. That's a personal choice that's based on your unique family's circumstances and your family culture. I'm simply saying, that getting up early enough to feel prepared for your day is a whole lot better than feeling like you're behind or like you've been thrown in the deep end as soon as you open your eyes. So consider setting an alarm to help you get in the habit of entering the day more calmly and intentionally prepared. That habit will certainly make for a smoother morning. Tip number three, post a chore chart. Of course, it doesn't have to be a chart. You might have a list of responsibilities instead. But the thing is, make sure every child in your household knows what he or she is responsible to do every morning. Posting those chores does two things. Number one, it helps the children know what your expectations are. So, number two, it eliminates your having to remind them what to do every single morning. It transfers that responsibility onto their shoulders and gives them great practice in applying the student motto I am, I can, I ought, I will. Now, if your children are not used to chores or personal responsibilities, You'll need to take some time to get those habits in place. Don't just throw a list at them and expect them to know how to handle it. Take some time during the afternoons, after lessons are done, or take some time on the weekends to teach one chore at a time. Show them slowly and carefully what they are to do, what your expectations are, and let them practice. Any chore or responsibility that you want your child to learn can be taught with a simple five-step process. Step number one, I do it and you watch me. Step number two, I do it and you help me. Step number three, you do it and I help you. Step number four, you do it and I watch you. And step number five, you do it and I inspect it. Now, How quickly you move through that five-step process will depend on the particular chore and the child. It might take a few afternoons or weekends to get one up to speed, but don't rush it. The time that you invest now will be repaid many times over. At our house, we got up and got dressed and then met for breakfast. And After breakfast, the children were responsible to do their chores, including brushing their teeth, making their beds, and some of them cleaned up the kitchen and loaded the dishwasher with the breakfast dishes. Kitchen duty was usually rotated between the three meals every week. Now You don't have to run your morning that same way, but just having those chores posted where everyone can see them made our mornings run much smoother. Tip number four for a smooth morning Give little ones attention first. If you have a toddler or a preschooler, spend time one-on-one with her while the older ones are doing their assigned chores. That individual attention will help immensely when later you ask her to play alone for a bit during a lesson. And when I say one on one time, I don't mean drilling the child on her ABCs or one, two, threes. No, this should be a play time or reading books time or whatever helps your child feel loved. Give her your full attention. Make it a special time. When you take that time to fill up her little love cup first, she won't feel as neglected or abandoned when later in the morning you ask her to entertain herself so you can work with her older siblings on their schoolwork. Obviously, this together time isn't going to be a magic solution to all behavior problems for the whole day. You're still going to need to train her and practice with her so she can play quietly during school time. But that focused attention given first Will go a long way toward a smoother morning. Then, tip number five: create a morning playlist. Once breakfast is done and the children scatter to do their chores, how do you regather everyone in a timely manner and get lessons started? Well, if you're truly going to help cultivate that habit of personal responsibility, And encourage your children to pay attention to their chores and get them done without dawdling, you don't want to have to walk through the halls and check the rooms and nag and remind and prompt everyone and prod them to get ready, it's almost time, it's almost time. That behavior is only going to set up a habit of depending on you to make sure they get done. So here's an idea that will leave the responsibility on their shoulders while still getting everybody gathered when it's time to start schoolwork and without any hollering. Create a playlist of a few songs and make it a part of your regular morning routine. If the playlist is about ten minutes long, then start playing it ten minutes before you want everybody gathered for schoolwork. Let the children know that when they hear the music, it's time for them to finish up and get to the living room. Or to the table or wherever it is you want them to gather. It's only going to take a day or two for them to figure out which song is the last one, and they will adjust their speed accordingly. By making that playlist 10 or 15 minutes long, you're giving them enough time for a heads-up to finish up what they were doing and to get to the designated school place. Then all you have to do is apply an appropriate consequence for any who are not in their place when the music stops. Of course, you don't have to use a playlist, per se. You could use a bell or some chimes. Ring once about 5 or 10 minutes before lessons begin and then once again when it's time to start. But think about how much music can affect us. If you select songs that lift the spirit that energize the body, and that help the mind think on the right path, you will set up a great atmosphere for your lesson time. One mom who uses a playlist like this told me she picked two of her personal favorites for the last two songs in the set. Somehow, hearing those two songs in the morning, right before school starts, helps her start her school day in a good mood. And isn't that worth a lot? You can use the same playlist for a while, long enough for everyone to know when they're to be in their places, but feel free to change it every term or every month if you want to, just to keep it fresh. So those are my five tips to help you have a smooth morning leading up to lesson time. How about you? Do you have any other tips that you would like to add? Leave a comment and let's help each other get off to a great start every day. Thanks for joining me. I'll see you next time.